Ugh, last time I messed with my hair, it's so annoying. Welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm John, a.k.a. the guy without a jacuzzi. You know, we don't have a jacuzzi. Can you believe that? Can you believe we don't have a jacuzzi? Uh, for the unawares, uh, that clip is from a, a Vanity Fair interview, kind of interview video thing uh, with Kanye West and uh, Kim Kardashian. And I, it's just so funny <laughs> to, to hear Kanye make fun of Kim like that. <laughs> like, it's just so funny. But we're back today with another Tales From episode. Well, I don't know if this technically counts as a Tales From episode. So can I title this as Tales From McDonald's? Even though technically I already like did a McDonald's episode before. And like technically the Tales From is like reserved for like, episodes that are like multiple stories in one episode. But I guess like even though it's just one story... The culmination of all the stories from McDonald's would technically be Tales from McDonald's. I don't know. I don't know. Well, by the time you see this episode, you will know what the title is. <laughs> Obviously, it's probably going to be Tales from McDonald's. And then, technically, it had to be Tales from McDonald's Part 2, because then I have to go back and change the other episode to Tales from McDonald's Part one. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I got a good one for you. I got a, I got a real good one for you today. Uh, it, it is a story uh, that shows amazing feats of strength uh, and restraint uh, and, and self-control. Yeah, those, those are great, great adjectives. <laughs> uh, but the, this story revolves uh, around an employee that we had, or technically I had, whatever. Uh, her name was Queen. Uh, I mentioned her in the last I guess now Tales from McDonald's episode uh, about the dying for dying for a four piece or whatever. Uh, I understand. Yep, she was an employee that uh, I'd hired for the overnight shift, and uh, when I had hired her, like we we became friends pretty quickly uh, because like she didn't have a car, so I would drive her back home after work, and we would always hang out. Uh, you know, we'd talk, hang out, chill, smoke, whatever. Uh, she's actually the one. Uh, who put me on with Jack, uh, if you remember, I talked about that in the 2017, 2018 overview, yeah, I talked about that, 2018 overview, Jack, and uh, the drug dealer, and all that good jazz, oh, but yeah, Queen's one who uh, put me on with him, so, like, I, I consider us, like, pretty decent friends, uh, at the time of this story, she'd been working uh, at McDonald's for about four months, yeah, four months, going on five months, uh, and for the first like two and a half, three months of her working there, everything was cool, right? Like we we, yeah, we bonded pretty well. She bonded with the rest of like the, the crew, I guess, the overnight crew pretty well. She already knew uh, Caroline, who I also mentioned. She was at the main point uh, part of the story in the last McDonald's story. Uh, she already knew her, so they were friends. And then she got along a little bit with uh, my assistant manager Taylor. She's the one who. Uh, who put me on with Coke? She's the one I did Coke with for the first time. So yeah, the whole <laughs> the whole squad's here. Uh, yeah, things were great for like the first like two and a half, three months, and then slowly I start to realize that she was like becoming a little more mentally unstable. Like each shift that I saw her, so like it started off like pretty subtle, I guess you could say, kind of small, a couple small things. Like I started to notice, like she would just become like a lot more snappy, like just like snappier in general with me. Like I told her to do something 
and she would like pop off a little bit or just like ignore me or just be angry and you know pout about it i didn't really think too much of it like i'm used to like dealing with disgruntled employees i guess but because like i was 19 and so i was, I was like, the youngest person on the shift and i'm the person i'm the person who's in control who's in charge so like you know sometimes there can be a little bit of like, a weird power dynamic because of that uh but like usually you know things would be, like, it'd be fine she would eventually do what she what I told her to do uh and like caroline was still around and caroline like helped her out a lot i guess because, like, whenever she would start getting, like, frustrated and upset, like, Caroline would, like, talk her down. Uh, but on this night, Caroline was no longer there. I mean, not, like, only for this night. She had not been there for a minute uh, because she had left uh, McDonald's. Uh, and this was because she was, like, doing the race <laughs> from the feds. <laughs> True story. She had, like, two or three arrest warrants out in a couple different states. And, uh... She got into some complication with her landlord, and the landlord like looked her up and whatever, and then called the cops, and so she had to like dip out <laughs> of Georgia, essentially. And I remember like that that day, she 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 had to work that day too, and she finds out about it. She has to get home. She also doesn't drive, so I drove her uh, drove her home, and uh, she's telling me what's going on as we as uh, as I'm taking her there. I'm thinking to myself, so like, am I am I assisting a fugitive? Right? Can I go to jail for this? <laughs> so, yeah, that was the thing. So, Caroline Caroline was gone. And uh, after that, after Caroline had left, Queen just started getting, like, getting bad. Like, it just kept, like, progressively progressively getting worse and worse. Right? So, she, she would come in and just not talk to anyone. Right? She would just not talk to anyone. She'd go straight to the back and work uh, the back window. And so, like, I didn't really have a problem with it. You know, because she was still working, right? She wouldn't talk to anyone. She would just be at the back window doing those orders and uh, cash register. And that's fine, right? Like, if you're still working, I don't care if you hate everyone here. I don't care if you're mad. You're still getting the shit done. It's all fine and dandy. And I started to, like, notice that, like, she would, like, start, like, mumbling some weird shit back there. Because like, you're by yourself at the back window, right? You're the only one there. Everyone else is at the front, working either front window, grill, fries front counter it's like back windows an isolated place and she was be mumbling some weird ass shit and start like laughing she just started like howling laughing like randomly like like someone told like the funniest fucking joke in the world but she was by herself and i was like dude that's kind of whack just a little bit just a little bit whack and like i wasn't sure if it was you know like drug related or whatever because i mean at this point this is before i went to rehab so like i didn't really know like, what other drugs did to people, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, after rehab and seeing detox, <laughs> like, I talked about yesterday, detox, like, you know, I've, I've seen some stuff at this point, but, you know, at this current moment, I didn't know anything about any of that stuff, right, so, like, I didn't know if it was, like, drugs that were doing this to her, the lack of drugs that were just doing this to her, or, like, maybe she really was just, like, you know, losing her mind, and, like, if I ever, like, went back there to, like, talk to her or tell her something, she would either look at me like I'm crazy and I'm speaking a different language, or she would just, like, completely ignore me and act like I wasn't even there. Like, she would just keep staring at the screen, like, as if I didn't even exist. So, like, I got to the point where I was like, I got to just fuck it. You do whatever you want. As long as you're working, I won't talk to you. I'll make sure no one else talks to you. You just come back here, do your work, do what you want to do. We'll take care of everything else. And we'll move on. We'll still we'll still get the job done. So the night of the incident essentially started just like that, right? I'm there. Uh, we got Taylor there. 
Queenie comes in, but she couldn't go to the back window and do that because uh, we had another employee back there. She had to be back there. Uh, her name was like, uh, Mariah or whatever. And the reason why she had to be back there was because she was fucking seven months pregnant. So, like, <laughs> couldn't really have her up front running around doing stuff when you're seven months pregnant. You know what I mean? And I'm a decent human being, you know? I'm not, I wasn't going to force her to, like, do a bunch of hella extra work. But we, but we definitely needed a fourth person there with Caroline, you know, off on the lamb doing whatever. She was the only option I had. Uh, so because of that, uh, Queen went on grill, right? So now it's, I'm up front with Taylor handling all the front stuff. Uh, we had Ryan in the back doing the window and then we had Queen on grill, right? And this is a, uh, this is like a Friday, a Friday evening or whatever. So we're super, super busy. Uh, but usually like when we're super busy, a lot of the orders that we get aren't like really, really big. Just a couple sandwiches, a couple nuggets, a couple fries, whatever, but for some reason, on this particular day, everyone was ordering like these huge ass orders, right? It's, it's like it's like ten o'clock at night, and you're you're ordering like five, six, seven Big Macs. Like that's crazy, man. That's crazy. And it was like multiple cars back to back to back, just making huge orders. So like our drive-through line was just wrapped around the building. It was insane. And you know, having only one person on grill was obviously making it a lot harder because you can only make one sandwich at a time, technically. And so I shuffled around the crew a little bit to make this a little bit more efficient. So I closed uh, the back window, brought Mariah up to the front so she can do cashier stuff uh, at the front, which means she could also help with drinks because she doesn't have to move to do that. And also, you know, the drinks make themselves. We have a freaking machine for that. There's a machine for everything at this point. <laughs> uh, but then I put Taylor uh, back on grill with Queen, and I was taking care of everything else. Should have been fine. And it, it was fine for a couple of minutes. We were perfectly fine. Uh, so we get to this one order. And these two dudes in their car. They were obviously high as hell. They ordered a crap ton of food. We had been waiting for a minute. The screens were full. And so like I'm waiting uh, at the little food shoot area where the grill people slide the food down so I can bag it. Uh, Mariah's standing next to me. And she's like, wow, this is taking a really long time like, to get the food out. I'm like, well, yeah, but, you know, these orders are really big. That was all that I said. That was the entire conversation. It was just those two sentences, right? And from behind the grill, Queen yells, John, if you have something to say, say it to my fucking face. And I'm like, what? I, I'm, I'm very confused right now because I, I have no clue what you're talking about. Then she yells it again. Like, John, if you some shit to say to my face. And I'm like, dog. I didn't say nothing. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what you think you heard or you think that I said, but I didn't say anything. So then she like walks around uh, from the grill, starts grabbing bags like the brown bags, whatever, starts throwing them at me. And she's like, "I can hear your voice. I can hear you talking." And I'm like, "What the fuck is your problem, bro?" Like, <laughs> like, dude, you are tweaking right now. Like, I, I have no idea what your problem is. And she grabs my cup of coffee, a little uh, like. A, you know, a little McDonald's cup of coffee, throws it at me. I'm now covered in coffee. She's still screaming at me. And the entire time, I'm completely confused because I have no idea what she is mad about. So then she like, walks out to me, spits on my shoes, like full, full on loogie, spits on my shoes. 
and gets like right up like, into my face to the point where I was like turn my face to the side so our noses weren't touching. And she's yelling in my face, like, fucking hit me, John. I want you to fucking hit me. And I'm like, I am not going to hit you. Okay? Like, do not tempt me, though, because I am right there. Because I am right on the edge of just knocking you into next week. And she's, like, pushing me, yelling at me, hitting me and stuff. And, like, for a brief moment, right, I sink back into my head. And I have a quick little conversation with myself. I was like... You know, I should just fucking hit her. <laughs> I should just do it. But then I was like, but then if you do that, I mean, sure, you can argue self-defense, but you're probably going to go to jail. But with her yelling in my face and hitting me and pushing me, I was really starting to consider maybe jail ain't that bad. You know, well, looking at the situation, I could just pop her right now and take the charges. You know, like, like who could blame me? Right. Who, who would blame me in the situation? But thankfully, uh, the John of Reason prevailed. Not sure if it's thankfully for me or thankfully for her, but thankfully for the situation, uh, the John of Reason prevailed, and he led me away outside so I didn't rock this bitch's shit. Like, <laughs> oh man, I'm tell you, I, it was a battle, an internal battle to just not to not swing. Like I had to, I had to hold myself back so much because like there like no one no one could stop what was going on right taylor was still behind the girl trying to like make sure the place didn't burn down the only person available is mariah who's seven months pregnant she's not about to hop in between us and try to like break things up or whatever so i go outside i'm like i need some fresh air i'm gonna cool off uh taylor you deal with her when i come back in here she better not fucking be in here <laughs> because she is not she's not working the rest of this shift like not at all and so i go outside uh taylor takes her to the lobby he's he's talking to her i don't know what the fuck they're talking about uh but funny thing was like the drive-through window was open this entire time right <laughs> so those two dudes that were waiting on their food they saw and heard this entire thing uh and it's like they drive around uh, they park and they come up and they walk up to me while i was outside you know, they're talking to me like, wow, bro, like, my respect, because if that was me, I would have hit her. I was like, shit, shit, bro, I was actually about to hit her myself. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they, they talk to me or whatever. Uh, they, they roll up one, let me smoke with them for a little bit. Uh, and then Taylor comes outside, and she's like, hey, John, so, like, I'm not sure if you should stay. And I'm like, I have, first of all, I'm the manager, so I have to stay. And two, she's the one that should leave. Like, I, I should, like I'm the one that has to be here. And she's like... Well, she just called some dudes uh, to come and get you. So, like, that's why I'm not sure if you should stay. <laughs> I'm like, really? This bitch really just put a fucking head out for me to pull up. Put some dudes going to pull up McDonald's and just, like, air it out. <laughs> and, like, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was panicking a little bit on the inside. But, you know, like, as a good leader, you can't show any uh, any signs, any signs of fear. You know, can't show any signs of fear. Can't back down. So I was like, nah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, but like at the same time, like I'm not stupid, right? Like <laughs> I wasn't just going to like, you know, sit there and wait for these dudes to show up and pull up on me. Uh, it's like, well, so like I go back inside, we make Queen wait outside and then 
we lock all the doors <laughs> and we shut down the drive-through. Like, so everyone that was even in the drive-through waiting in that long line or whatever. I told Mariah to tell them to all go home. The freaking ice cream machines broke. Our burger machines broke. Like, ain't they anybody getting food for the next hour and a half? Uh, just to make sure, you know, that I don't die. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Simple stuff. Uh, a couple minutes later, like 15, 20 minutes later, place is like emptied out and it's nighttime. So the entire environment's creepy anyway. Car pulls up, a couple dudes hop out, Queen gets in the car, they knock on the wind, the door and stuff, and I'm, I'll be honest, like, ah, I was pissing my pants, bro. <laughs> they knock it on the freaking glass, and like, I, I'm standing there t- trying to act tough or whatever, trying to like, you know, show that I'm scared as hell. Freaking Mariah and Taylor were hiding in the back, and like, they're yelling at me and stuff, and I was like, yo, What's y'all's bro? Like, I don't have beef with any of y'all. Why, why are y'all doing this? Everyone's one dude's like, I know where you live. Don't worry, I know where you live. I doubt that he actually knew where I live. But, hey, for the next, like, week and a half, I was sleeping with one eye open. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I was checking every door twice. Like, you never know. You can't be too sure of these people. You can't be too sure. Like, I, I was, like, tiptoeing in my bathroom. Then yanking open the shower curtain, make sure no one was back there. Like, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, he didn't know where I lived, but like the mental effect of what he said, yeah, it definitely worked. <laughs> it definitely worked. Uh, nonetheless, never saw Queen again. She never came back to work. Uh, the next morning, obviously told my manager what happened. They had to do a little investigation, yada yada. Uh, she watched the cameras and saw what had happened. And at least, at least he was like, John, you know, I'm proud of you. Uh, like, you you uh, held yourself well in a situation. You didn't fight back. Like, oh, I'm proud of you. And I was like, great. I should get a raise because I deal with this stuff on the daily. And she's like, ah, you suck. Shut the fuck up, John. Go mop the lobby. Or Go sleep the parking lot. But I love making sleep the parking lot. Man, fuck McDonald's, bro. Why, why, why am I sleeping in the parking lot? Like, that's what the wind does. Like, like what? <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> that is the end of this episode, the end of this this wonderful Tales From episode. I've committed that this is going to be uh, Tales From McDonald's. I've committed that this is officially part of the Tales From series. Committed to it. Anyways, this is the last week of January coming up. Uh, it's been a fun month. It's been a fun month doing an episode every single day. Do a little state of the podcast address at the end of this upcoming week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of this upcoming week. Uh, so if you don't, you don't want to miss that, do a little, do a little fun thing with that, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. If you enjoyed this episode, you enjoy this podcast, give it a follow, give it a like, give it a rating, share it with your friends. Good friends give their friends good things. Yeah. And this, if you enjoy this podcast, then that means it's good. And you should share it with your friends so you can be considered a good friend. If you have no friends and you want to be friends with me, you can find me at Guy Without a Hat on Instagram and Twitter. But besides that, that's all I have for you today. I will see you tomorrow, 8 a.m., same time, same place. Have a good one.